Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there! You have tuned into episode 67 of the Star Wars Archives, and Trev did not know that I was going to start right now, but I did, so it's all good. This is the Utini Network Podcast, where we take a random Star Wars topic, and you know what? We explain the living band that put it out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxy, even though no one has called me Joxy in a long time, but that's still the case in the Utiniverse. And joining me today is, of course, our very own Mr. Trevor Davies. You didn't even have time to write a pun, you no. lazy, lazy co-host. <laughs> How dare... I'm I Trev, keeper of a timeline, Pegasus. I brought the energy. Yes, you did. I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline, Pegasus, over at Utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. And for you listeners who may not have realized, me and Jose haven't seen each other for a month. So we've just spent an hour chatting, and now we're just going to chat to you for another hour. Yeah, and that's why I, I, did, I did not have enough time in the past couple of weeks to come up with a clever joke there in my intro to you, Trev. So that's how much you mean to for me. Shane. For I have shame. For shame. I have not thought about you for four about you in four weeks. Lies. Lies. Deception. <laughs> well, uh, given the fact that it has been a couple of weeks, folks... Today, we are basically going to be catching up um, over things that have happened in the past four weeks. Number one, for example, Trev went to Celebration. So yes, we'll be I did. Talking about that. Uh, we had also promised, you know, a drill down on what happened with Trev's book madness predictions. So Spoiler. I, I won, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll I, see. I, I, I got the end result. You right. got the end result there right. Were some that's missteps true. Steps along the way. Yeah, no, but I I kept I tracked it along the um, I tracked it like step you know uh, step by step or whatever you want to call it battle by battle. I don't know. Um, so we we got some good stats in there. To, I actually thought to you were talking about a new kids on the block song until you went battle by battle. You <laughs> step by step. <laughs> You you had new kids on the block over there. I I, I bought that album when it oh came my. out. Oh, and I mean, I that's like it for today, friends. No more. <laughs> that's the last episode of this show ever. <laughs> Good knowing you, Trev. I'm glad that I waited a whole month to find this out about you. Um, I mean, I've I've made some very bad musical choices in my lifetime. <laughs> that's just one of them. That's just one. Well, I mean, you also did the intro to this podcast. The song, yeah, I, I wrote that. That's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> bought some dubious albums. No, that is a good one. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's 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 what we got for today, Trev. Right? I mean, we're just gonna catch up, 
And yeah, that, we'll see that's the plan. Maybe we'll maybe we do get to the hour. Who knows? I mean, at this rate, with all the random tangents and interruptions, we probably can get there, because that's what we do here at the Star Wars Archives. Now, um, this show is possible thanks to all the lovely people supporting us through either Patreon subscriptions or some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well, go get your Star Wars-inspired merch on utinia.com/merch. Oh, and hey, there is a new hat in there, so if you go there, you can get a hat. So get, get a hat. hat, yeah. Get a, get an archives T-shirt too. Yeah, there's if a you haven't yeah. already. There's an archives shirt. Yeah, it's got the archives uh, T-shirt, but is Jackson inspired. Yes, that I wore in the front row of both the High Republic panel mm-hmm. and the Dark Horse panel, which Kevin Scott was in, and all the other High Republic and various authors. Uh, Nick Brokenshaw, who you know was the artist on the latest Jackson comic, no one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed. I was very well, disappointed. You know, but that's that's part of uh part of the design is to be a little sneaky because it's inspired, not legitimate. Dude, it's got a green rabbit on the front. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least subtle design you've ever made. Mm. But still not enough to get a suit. Yeah. So exactly. I appreciate that. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, um, besides that, you can also go to patreon.com slash Utini. And you, when you become a member, not only do you get access to all of our, our episodes in advance, and not that much in advance, just two weeks, right? Yep, two weeks. Two weeks in advance. and But then you also get a lot of other like Utini member exclusives. And hold up, there's a whole new thing in Utini happening now, right? We got the Utini Academy. Yes, the Utini Academy went live for pre-orders pre-sales i'm not sure of the uh-huh. correct terminology i must have must have missed that meeting but that went live yes find more information on twitter i guess <laughs> but what is it exactly trev because i you're in it uh it's a it's a all right well <laughs> we may have to edit this may have to edit this well it's it's a, it's a compared no. Um. Let me help you out in here because I recently watched an intro video that Corey was doing. So, this is, uh, I mean, the way that he was describing it is basically this is a course, a master class for you to become a, you know, knowledgeable of all things star wars to you know become a, a star wars a master nerd of star wars for the price of two hardcover books so they'll go through a bunch of books they'll go through your your course or whatever you're doing did you did um trev is about timelines of so course. there's a whole bunch of info <laughs> of course so there's just a whole bunch of information in there and they just uh walk you through it all um and at the end of that you will probably know more about star wars than i do so uh it's probably I mean, worth the price that's probably true in fact <laughs> even even just watching my videos you'll know more about star wars than jose hey I'm, so <laughs> i still know more than your average person i've read 60 something books at this point i should really make, i don't know maybe 70 you know what i've read more books on phase two of the high republic than you Yes, so has anyone who has read any of <laughs> Phase 2. You've read over a thousand books, and I know, I know more about what's going on with Phase 2 than you do. So, there's that. 
That, yeah. That's not the look you hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. You know, right. when I start reading Phase 2 and I've mapped out all the intricacies, yes. then I will have my throne back. Well, Path of Deceit is great. I really like that one. That's the first that. book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on the third one. <laughs> I'm not that much further ahead from you. I'm just slightly ahead. Only I, on phase I am, two. I am close. I'm close to starting. So yeah. I'm currently finishing the last New Jedi Order Legends book because I've been reading that 19 book series for about three years now to try and finish it. <laughs> and I'm Which not I... going on to legacy of the force or fate of a jedi i'm calling a stop there on my legends reread mm-hmm. and then i'm going straight into phase two yeah books yeah. comics short stories the works yeah i yeah i will not be reading the new jedi order so i will not be joining you there mr Dredd. <laughs> I, I mean you're stick. missing out on i'm still gonna make you read traitor one day <sighs> okay fine it, it's like 250 pages. I can do that. And one of the best Star Wars books ever written. You say that and then I read it and I'm never impressed. Oh, no, you you will love this one. <laughs> you, this is right up your existential alley. Okay, great. All right. All right, well, let's, let's get into today's episode. Star Wars Celebration. I mean, I guess yes. it's not really... I mean, yeah. Segment is really just continuing to talk about nothing. So we're not going to talk about all the announcements because that's old news. I want to know about what you did, Trev. How, where did you stay? Who did you stay there with? How was the weather? Did it it ever (laughs) rain? Did you have a pint? Did you go to a bar? What did you have to eat? Was it really packed? So Did (laughs) did you get inside of a TIE fighter? We did not get inside a TIE fighter or I didn't get inside a TIE fighter. Uh, we had managed to book some apartments in Ilford, which was a nice 20 to 30 minute tube right away. It was all very pleasant. Uh, celebration itself was honestly a bit carnage. <laughs> it really was badly organized and mm. oversold. Mm. But, you know, you you get your joy where you can, so... I didn't get into any of the the big panels. Yeah. My first panel of the weekend on the Friday was a crash course in the Old Republic. Oh. Perfect. It was up on the fan stage, you know, one of those sort of 300-person panels. Yeah. Literally started with timeline stuff. It was great. <laughs> that Remember was me that? for you. <laughs> yep. That episode we did on the ancient history of everything. Mm-hmm. It was that. The first 10 minutes was, this is what happened to get us to 4,000 BBY. Yeah. I was in my element. Oh. I was just like seeing words and names and errors on screen that you don't hear in casual conversation uh-huh. very often. Talking about the Ricarta and the Infinite Empire and all Jeez. of that stuff. It was great. Not, not cheese. <laughs> Uh, so that started my weekend off pretty well I mean you know then came the big announcements and uh, trying to think of my other sort of highlights of uh, the weekend Did, I got well, to see the go on well on that on that panel you went to like who who were the like 
Who was in the panel? Who was so, speaking to you? So weirdly, it was it was less about the old republic. It was <laughs> about the old republic, but it was hosted by an old republic cosplay group. Huh. So the actual focus was look at all these characters you can dress up as. Oh. But we'll throw all this timeline stuff in to give it some context. Interesting. So it started off really strong. I mean, it started talking about you two can join our cosplay club. Mm. I like, I'd felt like I'd been missold a little uh. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Was their cosplay good, though? Some of it. Some of it. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't worry. I it, it, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's continue. So so that was the first one. And... So that was my first panel of the of the show uh, of uh. the whole convention. Um, it's it's been a couple of weeks. I can't remember what else I saw on that first day. First day was a bit of a blur because it was uncomfortable for a lot of it. Yeah, like I said. The, sh- the exhibition floor was really, really full. Wait, sorry. Wait, well, I can't believe I did this. Get there first morning. Join the queue. First place I went. Come on. Where do you think the first place I went on the opening morning of Celebration was? You went to the loo. No, because I hadn't been drinking by that point. So, <laughs> so the bar. No, um, you went to the bookstore? Forbidden Planet to buy Timelines and the Jackson comics. Nice. But, nice. And I, I bumped into our friend Bro Dameron. He he had a VIP ticket, so he was, you know, go wherever he, want, wherever he wanted. Yeah. And the queue was massive. Oh. Now, I, w- I was in the queue to get in at, what, like half eight or something? Uh-huh. Doors open at 10. I wasn't in until half past 10, quarter to 11. Like, And there was already like a 45-minute queue for the Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Booth. I just but feel I, like that I needed to be to known that I needed to be known that was my first port of call was to buy yeah. that damn timeline book. Well, and okay. Well, so you got your timelines book, which we've been, I know we've, you've been talking about or waiting for a, quite a while now. And I know that's, that's been on our, you know, episodes to record as soon as it becomes commercially <laughs> available for a little, a little while now too. Um, but let's talk about that. Um, what are it is, some initial it is impressions? Ev- it is everything I wanted and more. It really? is amazing. It is really pure joy. Just for whether you're a proper hardcore timeline nerd like me, or mm-hmm. you just like Star Wars a bit, you know, yeah. it yeah. fits. Now, I'm only really starting to dive deep into it now after I've had it for two weeks. Yeah. And I had a casual flick through and then a more in-depth flick through. And now I'm in a scribbling <laughs> all over pages. I'm a bit concerned that once I get into the Clone Wars and Rebels episodes and where they fall in which year, where the year gaps happen, that there's going to be some controversy to come. Oh. I haven't got there yet, Mm -hmm. but 
it does look like things have changed in ways I wasn't expecting. Uh, but until I go in and do the work, yeah, I don't have the receipts. So, so. One, once you get to that point, I, I assume since this is the official sort of this is the official timeline released, right? So are you gonna go back to the Utini timeline? And updated per whatever is being said in this book. So this is why I'm doing the work because we want our timeline to be as reflective as possible as you know the official stance. Yeah. And one thing this book has already done, and we knew this from the preview pages, is it's got rid of the year zero BBY. There is no longer a thing that exists as zero years before the battle at Yavin. You go straight from one BBY to zero ABY. Now, that's a big change. Is it? Yes, because zero <laughs> BBY was always a thing. Oh, but wait, was it? You would have zero BBY and zero ABY? Yeah, so obviously you have zero you years have two before zeros? the battle of Yavin and zero years after the battle of Yavin. That's the same point. In time. No, because the Battle of Yavin is the point in time. Yeah, so zero. Yeah, but so I guess it's like the the day before and the day after, and and which is how it you know the zero year was a thing for a long time, but now yeah. one BBY, literally. So, uh, the the moment the X wings take off Yavin, that is now in the year one BBY. Because the um, Battle of Yavin is day one of that year. Yeah. So there's already a bit of a change, and I've, I've embraced that. But there may be a bit more where the, mm. the years of the Rebels episodes in particular may have shifted a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And yes, we want our timeline to accurately reflect that. But at some point, I, I worry that I'm going to hit a point and go... Actually, I disagree. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to hit that point. I don't want to hit that point, but it might happen. And that is. But the other thing this book reach does out is to Star Wars and tell them you guys are wrong. <laughs> I spent my life devoted to <laughs> to this, and you guys. But the other thing this book money. does is it does cement timeline placements for so many stories that we've only guesstimated at before. Yeah. So I'm working through it. You know, it doesn't give sources, so I'm having to put the work in, scribble all over my books, so then I can go back and update our timeline accordingly. Yeah. So day one was Timeline's book, uh, Old Republic panel. Uh, loads of announcements. Um, now, out of those announcements um, that day, what could you remember what were you were the most excited about? Because there were some pretty big ones that uh on that first on that big panel right well the only announcements really the entire weekend that we didn't already know about was the movies yeah nothing else was announced we we saw some teasers we saw some trailers yeah but for stuff that we already knew was happening well what about i guess there's three movies right and that are coming, but then they've showed the new sort of like logos for each era. 
That's yes, a bit of an announcement too, logos. though. The timeline, yeah. That's is that a bit of an announcement, or are those logos tied to the movies? And now I can't remember. Uh, so the, we got the Dawn of the Jedi logo, which is based off the uh, mural on the floor in Acto in Luke's mm-hmm. little hideaway. Yeah. I think the Old Republic logo was the same as the Legends of Republic logo, even though no Old Republic content was announced. It was interesting that they yeah. put it on the timeline. But then you also have the KOTOR remake coming out. So maybe that lends mm. a bit of um, mm-hmm. legitimacy to whether it's going to be canonized or right in between. Yeah. And then you have the new Jedi Order uh, announcement as well, which you know, we're going to see the return of Rey, which is fantastic. Yeah. Is it going to deal with a Yuuzhan Wong? Highly unlikely. Highly, <laughs> highly unlikely. I mean, that would be amazing, but they're not yeah. about to announce a 19-movie series <laughs> about this. Well, if it's a new Jedi Order... So that's an era. So I mean, I guess the big difference is that instead of Luke starting the new jedi order it would be ray potentially right is yes that, is that the assumption yes and it's uh it's going to be set 15 years after uh i believe it's 15 years after the force awakens as opposed to 15 years after rise of skywalker okay so you're talking 50 five zero years after episode four a new hope wow no no that's wrong Nope. <laughs> 49 years. 49. <laughs> okay, yeah, you were way off there. Yeah. Um, yep, that, that one year makes all the difference. Yeah, but I mean, that's super exciting. I mean, I've been, I mean, I think all the High Republic stuff, of course, is like, a lot of it is super fun, and I'm I'm definitely enjoying some of this. I was a little weirded out that they were jump for phase two, that they were jumping back in time. But of course, they're going to do that because of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but... And then I'm enjoying it, but I've been, yeah, eager and, you know, waiting to get more stories after the sequel trilogy. So I, to me, that was like, that was huge. And I, and I was really excited um, to hear that that was coming. But it does um, mean that we won't actually get any more stories in the sequel trilogy until the movie comes out. Yeah. Because they're not going to want to trample on it. True, true. But, ugh. I mean, at least we're, you know, we still get more Mandoverse things. So hopefully I'll, some of those things start to kind of like connect through what happened in the sequel trilogy. And maybe some of it also starts to lay down the tracks for for whatever this new movie will be. Yeah, Perhaps. I mean, it's interesting that they're now, it's almost like they're committing to making the Mandoverse tie up with the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we the that's a heavy burden on what started as the Mandalorian show Yeah. to now have us see the introduction of the first order, how Snoke came involved into all of this, you know, and based on where Mando ended last week, I don't, (laughs) there's a lot of work to do to make all that stuff tie in together. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, it just feels like there are, I mean, so obviously it's all the, what Mandoverse, but also the Filoniverse, right? And it's just like all the work and all the things that have been done during the Clone Wars era and the Rebels era. So it's all, you know, before the original trilogy. And then, so it seems like they're trying to bring as much as they can from back then to the current Mandoverse era. 
so that then that way like the whole thing can feel a lot more continuous as a story which i think i mean it, yes. it makes sense and then that which way is what you know that's what we uh, that's what us kind of fans want. yeah that's what we want <laughs> and that's but, and that's what you want more complexity to your timeline but that's what um that's the one thing about this celebration that stuck with me when i obviously went to all the publishing panels i could i went okay. to the high republic centric panel i went to the dark horse panel i went to the uh, um the delray panel the high republic was such a massive massive deal yeah like every time they talked about the high republic literal waves of cheers like really it was insane really the, the amount of cosplay the amount of love for that era we were stood in queue for the high republic panel it was like two in the afternoon or something and me and alexandra knew we had to queue early so yeah. we were there like two hours early and the queue was already formed wow and the amount of cosplay um and this this was a really weird no, not weird this was kind of an awakening on my part so you take star wars episode four a new hope right yes that's that's my star wars i'm a 46 yeah. year old white dude <laughs> but that's my star wars yeah the high republic that's for the kids that's their entry level star wars that's the thing that's made them feel seen all these late teen early 20s girls and boys who were so passionate yeah about this era of Star Wars that didn't even exist three years ago by the way yeah. <laughs> you know well yeah i mean maybe i mean maybe their their intro was a sequel trilogy and then they wanted more and then this is the big focus on publishing right so this is how they're getting into the expanded universe but like proper full-on screams fanboy and fangirling identifying with the characters the storylines that's plot. great like star wars to me is a you know it's a particular thing star wars to you yeah. might be a particular thing star wars to someone else like you you love the prequel kids the ot kids etc yeah you've got the high republic kit these are yeah. books and comics yeah that's interesting that's no, that... <laughs> so cool to see yeah. obviously i love a high republic even though i haven't yeah. started reading phase two yet you know you all know how much i nerded over phase one we all did and how incredible it was and then not only is it a joy to see a whole section of new star wars fans to see the authors seeing this yeah like it's incredible for them yeah so Kevin scott um wrote in his week newsletter about the so they did a whole high republic cosplay meetup yeah by the on the exit on one night you know and he was saying and i've seen a couple of them say you know the sort of all the creators there, Michael C. Glane, uh, Danny Jose Alder, all, all of them were there, just taken aback by the amount of people dressed up as these books and comics characters. Uh, 
That's that's you know, really these, cool. Yeah, these aren't live action characters yeah. yet. We 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 all heard the Vanessa Rowe reveal. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, that was the High Republic was a massive takeaway from the entire weekend. It really, really was. Were I mean this there were no new announcements for the High Republic were there? Uh they spoke a lot about phase three. Yeah. Uh and what was gonna be in it. Uh I mean so two two really big announcements came for High Republic. Okay. The one was that phase three is not the end of stories in the High Republic era. Okay, because I was gonna ask you that too, because I thought it was a three phase deal. Yes. And they were quite clear that yes, that's the end of the story we're telling. Yeah. But obviously that's no one's ever you know, no one's not ever gonna write in that era again yeah so you know stories will continue to happen within my era Interesting. and okay. then the big one was when they invited the showrunner from the acolyte the acolyte yeah on in the high republic panel which is a publishing panel essentially yeah. and that's when we found out that vanestra Rowe will be making the leap from publishing to live action yeah, and the place went nuts. That's amazing, that's amazing. But is it? Um, wasn't there also, or, or was that can? There was a wasn't there a, a, a video game, right? Or is that was that scrapped? Uh, Eclipse. Uh, no yeah, one Eclipse. spoke about Eclipse in right. a while. Ah, uh, because that looked Cause really that was cool. Quant- Quantic Dream. Uh-huh. I, I think there's some problematic things going on with you know the owner of the company. Yeah. Uh. That's yeah, unfortunate. I mean, any anyone can make a really good looking video game trailer. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't actually mean that the game yeah exists or should exist maybe yeah. But it would be cool. Oh, quite. I mean, mm, question. <laughs> uh, yes. And this is because I mean this is kind of like unrelated, but it, it just popped into my head. And hopefully, people have already seen uh, the all of mandalorian at this point but well, let's hope so let's hope so I mean, maybe we can do a bit of a mando thing recap later i don't know we, we have a lot of things already scheduled but um so maybe this is it but the pirate king whatever the swamp swamp thing yeah with with the kale face yes um when he showed up um in that episode to navarro he wasn't he it, his ship was kind of like a cloud or something right or no no well his ship if anything resembled the eclipse which was palpatine's new star destroyer in the dark empire series because okay. i have a little hook nose thing at the front yeah maybe i was like i was misremembering and i was like ooh, what if like it'd be cool or interesting if his kind of like pirate or pirating or whatever was sort of tied to the Nihil. Yeah, you you you're grasping the straws. Eh? Yeah, I think I think I, I think I just dreamt <laughs> something, and I'm like, wait, hold on, is there a connection there? But um, you think John we... Favreau's read the High Republic? No, they don't even. They didn't even know the how. Um, well, there was that story that Dave Filoni when they first uh, when they came up with the idea of the dark saber. Did you read about that? How. It wasn't the. It wasn't supposed to be like a dark saber or anything. It was like it was, it was like a black like, lightsaber. 
Well, no, it like the idea of it for whatever, whenever was it introduced in Clone Wars or Rebels? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. So, um, that in that episode when it when it's introduced, that it was just supposed to be what's the uh, that other, it's another weapon, but that then when he showed the idea to um, George Lucas, George Lucas is like, yeah, a lightsaber would cut through that in half, like that that weapon cannot fight against a lightsaber. So it was sort of like they they didn't really know all the rules behind lightsabers, so then they had to change oh, that yeah, weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, be, know what, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I read that article this week. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I was like, oh. <laughs> but, um, okay, so um, so highlight for you during Celebration, yeah, seeing all the high republic stuff you um did the old republic you got the timelines book what else did you do over there i feel like there's one thing that i i remember you doing okay so we've established that at celebration i love the smaller panels plus i didn't always get into the bigger ones so i like to go to the smaller panels and this one panel on the saturday night like half past five one of the last panels of the day was on my list from the get-go and this time i managed to bring carl one of our writers on the site as well as freddie from legends look back and their respective partners and it was called and or history of resistance and rebellion hosted by our good friend friend chris kempshaw and four of his literal literally some of the cleverest people i've ever shared a space with (laughs) five of them on the panel all university professors and phds and an insane amount of brain space together and it was brilliant literally one of the highlights of the weekend and it was all about how much does humanity need to be faced with before it takes that step? What holds people back? What pushes them forward? What drives resistance or rebellion? What is the difference between resistance and rebellion? That's an interesting question. Both, Both in the Star Wars context and in a real world context. And yeah, I spent, the entire time watching this panel thinking because it was about the central message of star wars which is yeah at some point you fight back you know that's that's kind of the entire message that our generation has been drilled into us by these movies is that when you're faced with such abject fascism on a galactic scale you yeah. fight back regardless of the odds, the consequences, etc., etc. And I'm sat there thinking, well, why aren't we? Yeah. Literally, literally yeah. I'm sat there thinking about, you know, yeah. in both of our countries where, you know, faced with actual 21st century fascism from yeah. our own governments. Yeah. And why aren't we fighting? And I was talking to... Uh, Chris and um, Jake, and I'll talk about Jake later. Uh, I was talking to Chris for after the panel and the 
following day when I met met him up and said, you know, we're not fighting back on the level that we may expect. And is it because on one hand, we've almost been conditioned to believe that that resistance and rebellion is actually a fantasy because you're dealing with space fantasy movies? Mm-hmm. Or is it because we've been conditioned to expect a Luke Skywalker to come along and do it for us? <laughs> yeah, but Luke, I mean, I don't know, I don't need to get into that, right? But what what did he say? But he just thought there were very interesting questions yeah. and then we rambled on about it a bit, but yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight of my, my weekend. It really, yeah. you know, a, and a panel that provokes those thoughts inside of you, not just Yes, here's a new trailer. Here's a new movie. Yeah, you know, let's let's talk about what Star Wars means to us as right. fans of no, the central I mean, message. I'm sure we could do a whole. <laughs> now now well, you've we've done this it. Up. We've I, done it. I, I wish you would have. <laughs> like, we could spend the rest of the episode talking about it because now I'm also just my head is like racing with like ideas and things. Because yeah, I mean. Luke didn't start the rebellion, so I'm like, so he's not the one. He did it. He's, I mean, he he helped a lot, but yeah. it was not him. But but it was so funny that um. So obviously, like I said, Frank and uh, sorry, not Frank, Carl and Freddie and their partners were in this panel with me as well, and I didn't know how these guys would take yeah. to this. I said to those guys, "Just where I'm going to be," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll come along," and they both loved it. You know, yeah. we all walked out of it going that that was great that's why we came yeah i mean it it was a proper moment those are to me i mean those are the the interesting panels that you can get in places like this i I know you and i were just talking about it right before we started the episode but the idea that like the big panels and and like the big announcements like you're gonna be able to watch that on youtube and i mean like of course there's something I yeah, mean, I'm not gonna take away from the fact that like just being in that room and feeling the excitement of everyone there and just like cheering and whatever when something happens, like of course that's like yeah. massive. I mean, I'm so not to take anything away from that experience because that's also like when I've been part of that, it's been also like amazing. But in this kinds of like conventions and and events, this little panels where people, really smart people, can get to analyze and, and talk about the subject matter in a way that maybe you didn't, you had never thought about. To me, that's, it's amazing. It's, it's that much more interesting to me. So because... what makes, what made that panel even better yeah. is that I found out after the fact that this was not scripted. This wasn't rehearsed. Yeah. These five guys hadn't, put this together they planned to be there at the same time they all had things yeah. they wanted to talk about yeah but it wasn't just a scripted panel yeah. this was all off the cuff discussion and debate in the moment and knowing that and the stuff that we heard and the, the intelligence of the debates man just yeah complete hats off it was That's- Oh, I'm jealous. Chef's I wish kiss. I could have. Chef's I kiss. I wish I could have. Uh, they seen did that. record it. They did record it. They did. Uh, they've said they recorded it, and you know they will be putting it online at some point. Okay. We'll definitely follow Chris Kemshaw in uh, on his Twitter because if if he's still on there, because <laughs> that would be a good place to 
know whenever that comes out. Uh, and he's also just a really smart guy, and he's been on our show twice. So if you're listening, that's why he's smart. <laughs> yeah, that is why he's smart. Um, no, but I mean, it, 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 when you told me about this this um, panel, it did remind me of when I went to Celebration last year. What my favorite one was when I went to see uh, David W. Collins do yes. like the, a whole like you know panel just talking about the score for um, Attack of the Clones, um, and. Yeah, and it was like it's it's just all. I mean, just there's really really smart people out there, and they just know their stuff. And it's just like yeah, yes. it's just like I, I I don't know how to play an instrument. I don't. I mean, I very much enjoy music. So just hearing him like analyze and and kind of get into the like all the specifics and nuances of of the different chords and this and instrumentations, and it's just so it's fascinating. Um, but I'm glad that you got to see our fr- uh, our friend Chris there too. But speaking of music, that has mm-hmm. to take us to the Sunday night at Celebration. Mm-hmm. So there was like a an officially licensed or not officially licensed, kind of the official after party of Celebration, which was a a night called Cantina, which uh-huh. was in the O2 Arena. So remember when uh, the London Olympics happened in 2012 and they built, you know, you had the you got the Millennium Dome in London, a big massive dome thing with a yellow spike sticking out. Sure. This was happening in, in a club within there. Okay. There was loads of people signing autographs, like Mike Quinn who played Ninnum was there. The guy who played Big's Darklighter was there. Um. And we had music. We had um, DJ Elliot, who's, you know, the compare of the main uh, celebration stage. He did a set. They had a band called Blues Harvest. Now, Blues Harvest is led by Nick Brokenshaw, who uh-huh. recently did the art for the latest Jackson comic. They played, it's a full sort of 10-piece band, practically. They were playing, like, the Mando music live. Oh, wow. And they'd drop out a bit and then you'd hear a bit of Ray's theme and you had Star Wars on the screen behind and there was a whole set behind them, a whole set dressing. And so they'd be playing loads of actual Star Wars scores and then Mm -hmm. they'd do like Star Wars themed interpretations of modern songs. So take um, Stevie Wonder Superstition, Mm -hmm. you know? Very superstitious. <laughs> Terrible singing, I know. But anyway, so they changed that. So it was um, Obi Wan Kenobi. And that's like, what, you're calling, that's what you're calling modern music? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and I, I can't do this band justice. So I went with Freddie and we bumped into Jake Rowlett, who was one of the panelists on the Andor panel. Uh-huh. And he literally became our best friend. Uh, and not only was he really knowledgeable, he was a really good laugh. Like, And yeah. we had a lot of fun. All the High Republic authors were up this night as well. They were all yeah. there. Um, Blues Harvest, check them out. They're, they do some incredible stuff. Yeah, it's uh, then, blues, bluesharvest.co.uk if you want to check them out. Yes, They're and you, you should. 
Check them out on YouTube. There's some great stuff. And then they were headlined by the band Ash, who've got a whole Star Wars history that we've spoke about. If you've ever mm-hmm. listened to the music his, uh, the music episode that we did for patrons only, you know, they played a fairly big part in that. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was bouncing away. Freddie didn't recognize any of their songs. I was having the time. <laughs> because I think that's the first time I've ever seen that band live. And, you know, I'm a massive fan. So I was having an absolutely stormy night with loving life completely. Amazing. That was outside of Andor, that was the highlight. And it wasn't even actually in celebration. <laughs> It's still celebration related, and it wouldn't have happened without celebration. So yes, I mean, all in all, it sounds like you still had a great time, even if it was too crowded and not yes, very and well they organized. Did, they did kind of sort of crowding out by the third day. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, in a in a nutshell, that was my celebration. Great. Well. I'm glad that you were able to be there to represent Utini for all of us that were not able to be present. And uh, now you got to share all that with the rest of the, you know, Star Wars. What, what, what are you well, calling our people? Sorry, Archivists? I, sorry, sorry. We have to talk about this now. I met Cohen, like our number one fan. <laughs> he's he's going to be furious, but it took me this long into the episode to say, hey, Cohen. <laughs> yes, we met. I spilled all the secrets about how the Jar Jar interview happened. And how, Gave him a how, real... we're, how we're bringing him back? Well, we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> Sorry. We need to bring another another character back for an interview. We'll and I'm pretty sure out. I agree to uh, tattoo my signature on his body. What? Yep. How many the... pints had you had at this point? I, I don't remember this, but he mentioned it in Discord the other day. Um, uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll happily do that because yeah. that sounds insane. So, yeah. Cohen, if you want me to tattoo my signature on your body, then all you have to do is ask, my friend. Wait, when you're saying that you're going to tattoo your signature, does that mean you with a tattoo gun actually doing it? Or oh, that'd just... be even better. <laughs> um, but no, that, that bit sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I will sign his body and let a so professional they can get it tattooed. It. Okay, yeah. let a, let a professional do that. Uh, <coughs> all right. Well, okay. Well, why don't we? Um, yeah. So that's what you've been doing, and while you were doing that, Trev, I was over here, and actually, it was raining pretty much all the time in in, in Southern <laughs> California. So it was not like it was sunny or or nice out. Um, but I was here following whatever was going on with our, or I have been for the past couple of weeks, what was going on with um, Book Madness last month. And I think we should go through it and we can see how well you did, my friend. Cause... Yes, you, you have promised me stats and data and whatever else you've, been talking yes. about this whole time yes okay so are you ready trev to yes let, let's get into do this. this all right okay i want well, here... percentages okay well, i got percentages i got i got winners i mean everyone hopefully I want did pie follow charts. this along i i can send i can create pie charts and and <laughs> put them in the, 
I can do that. I, I got numbers. I got spreadsheets. All right. So this is you know we we got we started out with what six sixty four total yes. um, books that were put together uh, in a essentially random order. I know there was a lot of chatter on the Twitters about like how some of the the seating was like not fair, blah blah. But it was all basically random. There were I think from what I remember, some of it was kind of like moved around a little bit just to get some interesting um battles from the get-go but in general it was all just kind of like randomly placed yes so we got 64 books so that means 32 we're gonna call them battles right or is there a face-offs how do how do we how do we brackets brackets yeah 32 brackets okay got 32 brackets it's not as as exciting oh battles all right let's go with (laughs) (laughs) um so we got 32 of them Okay, so out of out of this um, sixty four books, so I, I I analyzed a couple of points in here. So I looked at the number of books that were legends versus the number of books that were canon. I looked at the number okay. of books that were more like light side related or more dark side related. I also then looked at the era. So is it, does it is it taken taking place primarily in, as a, you know. We're kind of using the the movies as the real sort of um, era definition. So original trilogy, have... prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. Exactly. Just because since we are mixing legends with canon, and this is what you explained to me, right? But it's the eras are a little different. Therefore, it's I have to go a little bit more generic in how I was defining the era. So, okay. yes, we have sequel trilogy. We have original trilogy. We have prequel trilogy. And then I have before the prequel trilogy. Yes. So okay. that would be anything High Republic or anything from the Old Republic. All that stuff will be anything happen- that happens before the prequel trilogy. So four eras, Legends and Canon, Light and Dark. Okay. Those are the main things that I'm analyzing here. Okay? So four. Um, so yeah, so so we have actually we have 32 light sided books we had 32 dark sided books that we're starting out with oh was it an equal spread mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting so, uh, that was completely not not deliberately no. <laughs> I, I yeah i would i mean it's also just like in my opinion this are this is what what this book is uh, leaning so uh but yeah i wasn't trying to get 32 exact but that's what it what we got we okay. have 40 canon books and 24 legends okay we have then nine sequel trilogy books, 21 original trilogy books, 23 prequel trilogy books, and 11 before the prequels. That, that sounds like the kind of split I'd expect. Yeah. So that seems, you know, that seems fair. That seems yeah. normal. And And the reason I wanted to understand the splits in here too is that as we're analyzing the percentages what i was what i was interested in 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 analyzing is when you have a two books facing each other facing off each other right like is does the light side tend to win more than the dark side ones or and if we don't have an even number of books facing each other, then it's not fair because obviously 
Um, in this, I mean, in this case, right now, Light and Dark has the same opportunities to win. But when you have 40 Canon versus 24 Legends, Canon books have more of a chance to win. So I had to get down to this level. So then I'm only looking at the percentages of like, what is the likelihood of a Canon book to win when we are talking about 40 books themselves versus the 24 in Legends? So I'm trying to be oh, fair here. Oh, I'm so here. excited for this. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I try to go as you know granular as I could. But let's start with the first thing here which is trev's picks okay so okay. we got this the 32 books facing each other on this first round and out of those 32 trev how do how well do you think you did on that first round i think i did at least 60 percent 60 percent choices yeah all right well i'm, actually, I'm i was quite confident and i was monitoring it we were we yeah. were quite anal about yeah. our monitoring of this as it went along. So I, I think I did it. 60, and that's pretty good, right? That's, that's pretty good. Correct. And actually, sir, you did even better. You did 75%. You got 75% oh. on this 32 battles. So, so three quarters of my predictions yeah. were correct. That's really good, man. Happy with that. I'm happy yeah. with that. All right. Now, let's go to light versus dark. So, what is the likelihood, or you know, what's it percentage-wise, uh, for light-sided books to win versus dark-sided books? I mean, this you'd round, like to think that the light would win out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to put a figure on that. So, this is all, this is all you now. Yeah, uh, well, so, interestingly enough, also half and half. Really? Yeah. So, so we got so still we started 50-50 light and mm -hmm. dark. We ended up 50-50 light and dark mm -hmm. after the mm -hmm. first round. Mm-hmm. That's so, interesting. I mean, well, again, not necessarily means that we have the same number there, but because sometimes you have light versus light and dark yes. versus dark. Yeah. But basically what I'm saying here is that uh at this point in time, balance was a key. It's yeah. There's yeah. There is uh There's the light sided we, books. We have start as to be balanced. We are still side. at balance. Yes. Now, leg, um, legends versus canon. Now we start to see a little bit more difference. So yes. at this stage, uh, it seems that people are preferring canon books to legends. Yes, and, I, I can see that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, again, this is not... I know we have more canon books, but this is taking that part out of the equation. So we have 42% um, legends. are That's the likelihood for that to win versus a 55% for canon. So it's not that big of a split, even okay. though there's a lot more. So that's something like... It's it's a pretty, pretty even split in there. Now for the eras. So we have those four eras, Trev. What do you think is the era that people that seems to win most of the time surely it's going to be ot original trilogy the original trilogy yeah why don't why don't you tell me the order so original trilogy first it seems to always win what goes after that i would go original prequel sequel no sorry i i i backtrack okay original prequel pre 
prequel because that includes the High Republic. Mm-hmm, it does. And then sequel trilogy last. All right. You're not correct. <laughs> <laughs> you got two right in there. Okay. All right. So actually, um, prequel trilogies uh, seems to be the preferred era uh, for our readers or voters. Um, after that, we go to before the prequels. Then, sequel trilogy, and last, the original trilogy. So, I will say that if you were going to break the entirety of Star Wars book publishing down into eras, the most interesting books have come from a prequel era. Yeah. Well, the least you also have a lot more written there. Well, no, but, you know, there's a lot written in the original trilogy era, but also some of the most dull books. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's like, at least at this point in time, this is what people tend to prefer. So, meaning that if, yeah, if you have these four books laying all next to each other, it seems like the prequel trilogy is gonna be the one that is preferred um now out of this 32 it's another little one another factor that i or or variable that i I tracked that i thought would be interesting is that um i wanted to see which ones which battles or which face-offs uh people were voting for the most right because there's a level of excitement that comes from the face-offs and there's actually like and you'll see this as we move forward that people voting for books it increases too and i think it's because the quality or whatever of the books maybe is also better but i mean there's a lot of books in this first round so i i don't expect you to remember necessarily <laughs> <laughs> which ones in here but i think this is a little bit of a surprising one perhaps um because it wasn't a Thrawn book that <laughs> that okay. uh, brought a lot of people to vote, but I I don't think you would be maybe that surprised actually now that I think about it. But so this um, out of this thirty two, there's one face off that got nine a total of nine hundred and sixty one votes. Okay, and that would be. Alphabet Squadron Trilogy facing against the X-Wing Rogue Squadron series. Yes, that one was massive. Yeah. That one was huge. Yeah. So that, uh, those are, yeah, um, that was a really, that's the highest one in that Rogue first round. one, right? Was it, Yeah, Rogue One, correct. Yes. Yeah. Not it was Rogue F- One. Yeah, <laughs> row one. one. Yes, it was a four. <laughs> I mean, it was also very, t- very close. It was four ninety five to four sixty six. Oh yeah, the, the Alphabot Squadron stands came out in yeah. force yeah. for that. No, so I was just. I mean, there's a few other um, uh, battles here that got to got close to the eight hundreds. A few on the five hundreds, but this one just like yeah, I mean nine hundred and sixty one votes. That's a good we, amount. We, That's a good turnout. We need to we need an honorary shout out the fact that Wraith Squadron went through to the second round. Yeah. That was that was one of the defining moments of the whole <laughs> tournament for me. The fact that enough people stood up for Wraith Squadron. 
I... Which are some of the best Star Wars novels ever written. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... Uh, that Well, Wraith Squadron went against the Princess and the Scoundrel. Uh, that one actually got 650 total votes. and But unfortunately, Wraith Squadron had to face off against Light of the Jedi. So... Yeah, which is <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, that's a tough one. But anyway, so I mean, those are the stats for that first round, Trev. How anything surprising in there yet? Uh, the the pure balance between light and dark is interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm yeah. surprised I got seventy five percent. I'm 75%, happy with that. Seventy five percent. All right. Well, let's go to round two. Okay. What percentage of right did you think you got in here? You think you got better? Or did you get worse? From following it as it went along, I think my percentage will have dropped. There was a mm-hmm. few things that shocked me. Mm-hmm. Well, Trev, actually, you did better. Oh, you got eighty-eighty-one <laughs> on round but two, my friend. But surely, I can't have. There would have been uh, matchups I got completely wrong. So, books in round two may not have faced the books that I thought they were going to face. It's yes, that is true. Some some of that those things did happen, but the ones that you chose would win regardless. I mean, eighty one percent of those still oh. won. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't matter what it was against. Your the ones that moved on to the next round are still 81, 81% of those so, are the ones that you picked. So my choice of dominant books mm-hmm. still held regardless mm-hmm. of the competition. Mm-hmm. So, hey, what, what can yeah. I say? So at this point, now we're talking about, um, we have uh, 10 Legends versus 22 Canon. Okay. That's, uh, we have, that's a better, that's a closer ratio. It's a closer ratio. we had. We have 17 light versus 15 dark. Okay. Not we have balanced, but no. still close. We ha- yeah, we have six before the prequels, 15 prequels, six original, and five sequel. Okay. All right. So prequel is still very dominant. Prequel is very dominant. All right. So now let's go down the list. So light versus dark. Do you think we're still balanced in here? Not, you know, we have a supposedly a better tier of books now than we had before. So, do you think we're still balanced, or is the dark side or the light side winning? Are you, are you talking about where we end up with in the next bracket? Well, in round two, so we, yeah. Like, so what is know, the likelihood? Who, what has a higher percentage of winning uh, possibility? Light versus dark on round two. By default, it's going to be light because there are more light yeah, but side I'm, books. There's more light side, but I'm not doing it against that. I'm I'm running it against itself. So out of the 17 <laughs> opportunities that light had to win versus the 15 opportunities that dark had to win, how many times did they win? I'm still going light. Well... At this point, the dark side is winning. We got <laughs> 60. So the, now we got a 60% likelihood for the dark side to win. Okay. So um, before, yeah. Um, and we have 41 uh, for the light side. 
Legends versus Canon in this case. We're, we got a tie. 50-50, my friend. There, there were some legends, mm -hmm. like shocks. Yeah, there were. I mean, we had 10, 10 Legends books in here. And out of that, those like 10 opportunities or 10, 10 books, like, you know, it, it won 50% of the time. So we got 50% of those books moving forward. So that was, uh, that was pretty that, nice to there see. There was so much action on Twitter. Um, yeah. People calling everyone in. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an exciting time. It was cool to see people, like, also the, how the voting would, would be different on, like, Twitter versus the Discord or this. Just, like, following all, all the different ways that people can vote. I thought that was also super interesting. So Yes. Um, like, I guess the kind of reader or voter that is on each platform. <laughs> um, but then, what? so Era, I'm going to ask you the same thing again. Um, can you order it for me on what Era you think has the most likelihood to win at this again, stage of the I'm, game? Again, I'm, I'm going to go prequel. They've, okay. They've stood strong this far. Yeah. Let, let's keep standing by our prequels. Okay. So prequel you think is going to win. Um before the prequels is the is the most likely one to win now. So we got uh, that's, that's where the High Republic stands mm -hmm. start rising up. Yeah, so we got before the prequels followed by the prequels, then sequels and last place again the original trilogy. So it seems like people are just not interested in reading original trilogy or, or the quality of books is not as good. Yes, I, I can buy in <laughs> with that. <laughs> something or you know or the other not not as good it's just that maybe the other ones that are a little bit more interesting because maybe yes. it just has been explored less so people are just a lot more intrigued or more more fans of uh of these other books happening in these other eras so last but not least the biggest match of round two is awarded to Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy versus Dark Disciple. With... See, that's a very unfair matchup. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I don't think I predicted that, did I? I know you won that one. You predicted it. But did I predict those two books meeting? Uh, yes. Oh, really? Did. Okay. You did. Yep. You did. Because you had um, Dark Disciple before facing off against Cloak of Deception. And then... oh, okay, because not enough people have read Cloak of Deception, even though it's yeah. a masterpiece. And then it was uh, Thrawn, um, Ascendancy Trilogy versus Into the Dark from the High Republic. Yeah, so there was you... a lot of uh, Thrawn kind of rollover whatever yeah. came before. So, so this matchup had 996 votes total so you see this is now where, where we can see that he went from and would you class this as dark side versus dark side this is dark side versus dark side yes okay mm -hmm. so that's yeah so i'm like so this is what like so of course when you're facing dark side versus dark side then dark side wins so then that's that's why i'm like it's not fair yeah. to see the totals but you have to so yeah it, that one had a hundred percent chance of winning in that <laughs> one face off so i mean I'm not an analyst, of course, so I'm <laughs> I think what I did in my Excel sheet is correct. There's a lot of numbers in here, and there's a lot of equations, and I actually spent a lot of time trying to like, <laughs> like type the 
the formulas correctly. I um, I'm a, I am a bit of an Excel nerd, and anytime I get a chance to learn a new way to script a formula, um, I'll, I'll do it, and that's what I did in here. So, but yeah, so got nine ninety six for Dark Disciple versus Thrawn SNSE trilogy. All right, let's move on to round three. Now we have eight total um, books in here. Yes. Trev, yes, you've been getting better as we've been proceeding. You started out with a 75%, then you went up to an 81%. Now there's only eight books left. How do you think you did? Now, I don't think I correctly predicted all eight books. But I think I may have predicted the next four books correctly. Uh-huh. And I don't want to say I called a hundred percent because that would be very cocky of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say ninety-nine. Ninety-nine percent. <laughs> so you went from seventy-five to eighty-one to ninety-nine. I mean you That's tell what me. you're saying. Did I? Did I? No, you went to you oh. went down. You went to seventy five percent. So you got worse. But I mean, still seventy five percent is very good, my friend. So, uh, so yeah, so you got seventy five percent here at this stage. Now we have left um, seven light side books. You have nine dark side books. We got five legends left. We got eleven canon books left. And okay. then we have four before, eight prequels, two original, and two sequels. Ooh. So we're uh, we're dwindling down on those uh, on the original and the sequel trilogy books. So light versus dark. Let's again. What do you think? What has the most likelihood of winning here? So we've gone 50-50, 50-50. The... No, the second round um, it was 60. It, okay. Dark was but winning. The light must have overtaken the dark by this point. Nope. Um, really? The dark, Still? Side got e- the dark side got even stronger. <laughs> so <laughs> now this is uh, we got a 67% chance. For the dark side to win, versus a twenty nine percent chance for uh, uh, or likelihood for the light side to have. Okay. So or to yet yeah, so yeah so dark side is getting stronger for sure. Legend versus <laughs> canon. I mean we're we've, we've seen that the trend is that canon does well in the previous it was fifty fifty, so we, it's always kind of pretty even. It it's got to be down to. Sort of 22% or something. Well, Canon is still winning. It still has a more likelihood to uh, to win. Um, 55% chance. Uh, whereas if you face off with uh, Legends book, you have a 40% chance of that winning. So it's not, that's still pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's pretty okay. good odds. And now when we go down to the Eras, order it for me again. Are you going to stick to your prequel <laughs> order or what do you think? Yes, I mean, based on... Actually, no, I'm going to swap. So I'm going to go pre-prequel. Because I know there's going to be 
But High Republic's standing firm by this point. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go before. Then prequel. Then prequels. And then based on the books that are probably still in there, uh-huh. I'm probably going to go sequel and then original trilogy last. Yeah. You are very, very close so close that you're basically correct, but not entirely. <laughs> um, that is because that is because <coughs> we have a seventy-five. So yeah, before the prequels is is uh, wins in this round. Yes, it is. Okay. Then we have a tie between prequels and sequels, and none of the original trilogy books won in this round. Oh, so. We got a, yeah, 50. So, you know, we had eight prequel trilogy books and four of them won. We had two sequel trilogy books and one of them won. So that's why I'm also, both of those are 50 50. Whereas we got 75% for the before the prequels era and the two original trilogy books did not make it past this point. So they get zero points and they're out of the game. Ah. Oh. Poor original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's it's we we've been hard done by in yeah. publishing. We really yeah. have. Yeah. Now, which I mean, can you can you remember more any other matches? So how many point to see? how many books are we down to? We got eight books on this round. On, eight on books. Round so three. four brackets. Eight books. Yeah. Well, which I'm trying to so the one that got the most votes. That's what I before getting into round four. Okay, so... Do you remember any of the books that were at this point? I know that both High Republic books were in there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess that the original Thrawn trilogy was in there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I can't. (laughs) I can't remember any more than that. You're, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're you're right with the two things that you said. And at this point, the highest uh, voted bracket or matchup will be got a 1107 votes Which and is this insane. was yes and this was the legends throne trilogy versus lost stars <laughs> Which... and i don't think i predicted that exact matchup uh you you did oh did i you did Mm-hmm. And did I predict that Thrawn would triumph yes, you did. over Lost Stars? Yes, you did. You did. This is part of your 75%. Yeah, you did good. Which is... It, it was always going to happen. You know, that's... Yeah. As good as Lost Stars is, and you can't even look at the Thrawn trilogy and see its flaws... You put the two of them together, I think Thrawn is the right decision. I mean, I, I did vote for Lost Stars. I enjoyed it a little bit enjoyed it more, <laughs> but I, I lost that one. It's fine. Um, all right, let's move on to round four. Now we got four books. Trev, how well do you think you did in here? So are you talking how well did I predict how well outcomes, did you predict? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's start with, did I predict the right four books? 
Did all of my... Did I get the quarterfinals right? No. Ah, okay. You got... You got close, but... Nope. I'll, yeah, I mean, since you've asked this question, so something that you had predicted that would be still at this point um, on the game, you thought that most wanted would still be uh, here. And that got eliminated pretty early, actually. Um, another book that you thought would be around is Dark Disciple, was it? No, sorry, Darth Plagueis. Um, that did not make it to this round. Oh, that was really close as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a close one. Yeah, uh, yeah, Darth. That well, that was a uh, Darth Plagueis versus uh, Thrawn Cannon. You thought that. Darth Plagueis would win that one. So we're down to the last four books. So the next round is the final. You also thought that Rebel Rising will be at this point, and it's not. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But I know I predicted the final. I know I predicted the last two books correctly. Mm Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm 100% in right you're 100 percent in you I'm are 100 percent in <laughs> you 100 you got all the you got all the books cor- the, all the winners you you did correctly predict at this point okay so yeah so at this point we have six darks two lights six canon two legends three befores four prequels zero original and one sequel book left all right now light versus dark what do you think Happened here. Hundred percent light. No, we got fifty-fifty. Really? So, yep. So we still. I mean, we well, we got legends. Uh, Thrawn. I mean, that's still winning. So that's dark side. I classified I, I, I it as dark I've side. Jumped ahead of you. So we had four books, right? And we ended up with the two yeah, we got books. Four books. Yeah, the yeah. two books. Actually, the... no. Sorry, we have we have well, we have eight books. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, you eight books. You get me. I thought but we were still, on the four. You're still 100. No, we're okay. we've got four matchups. I'm sorry, four matchups. Right. Okay. Eight books. In my case, I'm even I'm even more impressed by one when yeah. I didn't know what I was talking about. That's what I'm saying. There's six dark and two light. So okay, <laughs> you know. Um. So so yeah. So we got fifty fifty there for Legends versus Canon. Likelihood for each one to win. What do you think? I mean, does one have more than the? I mean, we know that one has more than the other, but likelihood-wise, I think Cannon has to be leading away. We got fifty-fifty here too. <laughs> in, 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 all, in all the battles here, they got yeah. So out of the six cannons, only three remain, and out of the two legends, one remains. So got a fifty percent chance. Um, and then finally, order it for me again. The eras. What do you think uh, <laughs> has a likelihood to move to proceed? So we're gonna go pre prequel, prequel. I'm gonna move original trilogy ahead of sequel trilogy. Well, that's an interesting choice that you just did there because there's no original trilogy books left. That's so... <laughs> that the, the original Thrawn trilogy would count as original trilogy. 
No, I, oh, I, I, I consider that one sequel. No, no, no. It's but, after but, the. It's after the. It's a, it's a heir to the empire. It's after the it, events. But it's closer to original trilogy than it is to well, sequel trilogy. I, Thirty I'm, years after. No, I'm mix. I, I'm mixing. This is this is this is my timeline. <laughs> um, no, because like again, That's it's like kind not of like how every, timelines every, work, Jose. Everything that happens after. This is more related to like it says post original trilogy. No, so maybe it's not sequel trilogy. No, I'm just considering post original no, trilogy. No, that's not how timelines work. Sequel trilogy does not start until thirty years after. Yeah, so I'm calling it post. Hope. Fine, so it's not sequel. It's post original trilogy. Still original trilogy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not how I how I have it. It doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> it's the only one left. So, of that era, either original or sequel, but um, but that entirely built itself into my decision making of that sequencing that you asked <laughs> me to do. Well, it's to me, it's it's events that happen after the original trilogy. Therefore, it's uh, it goes after. But the original trilogy happens after the prequel trilogy. Yes. Events that happen after the prequel trilogy. So, by your yeah. own logic, mm-hmm. that is still prequel trilogy. What is? Wait. No, my <laughs> logic. My logic is flawed. What starts, your I logic mean, basic, is flawed. No, basically, basically, it's this: any events that happen before the prequel, before the original trilogy, most of them are considered prequel trilogy in this in in this thing that I did, <laughs> unless it happens before. The Phantom Menace. Okay. Where did you place Solo? Or Most Wanted? Why are you making me go back? <laughs> most Wanted. Where is that one? I mean, you you also... Oh, that one's original trilogy. Oh, there we go. So, you know, the, the years span either side. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I mean, I, I, I did, for the most part, follow what you suggested. There were just some things that, for me, for when it came to the Legends thing, that I just, like, I kind of shuffled around a little bit so that I could be more generic. So, anyways. I'm just trying to that's... say I was, I was right. Anyway, mo- moving on. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You're, you were not wrong because you were thinking that that book was somewhere else. So, that's fine. Um, okay. So, on round four, the... Face-off that got the most points got 1,339 votes total. Yes. And this is the Rising Storm versus the Darth Bane trilogy. Those are two dark sides facing each other right there. So That's a, that's a, hell, of a hell of a matchup. And Rising Storm, that was 828 to 511. But that was a, that's a really good matchup. Okay. And rightfully so. Yeah. All right. Next up. Round five. Trev? So, final four. For yourself. Final four. Yeah. Not brackets, books. Yes. Okay. Four books, two matchups. 100%. Because I I know I predicted exactly. You got them all correct. That's right. So, and here we have three dark side remaining. We have one light side remaining. We have three cannons versus one legends. We got two 
before the prequels we got one prequel we got then legends throne trilogy which is <laughs> <laughs> original trilogy yeah which i'm saying it's a sequel because it's after <laughs> um so uh okay so at this point light versus dark well i mean this is a little hard because there's only one light but that one yeah i mean that the one battle that he had it won so 100 yes. percent point goes to light and we had three darks and only one of them uh won so um that one got 33 percent. so light side is now winning by a lot <laughs> then we got legend versus canon um at this point um zero of the legends books yeah one so Canon's winning. We, yeah so we got canon and then era wise what do you? Th- I mean, you know what happened. It, it, it's going to be pre prequel. The pre prequels or before the prequels. I like pre prequels, although depends on how many drinks you've had and how easy that can be said. But yes, 100% goes to the pre prequels at this point. And the highest um, voting went to Revenge of the Sith versus The Rising Storm. This got. A massive 1,731 votes. And this was huge. I mean, Revenge of a Sith is not to be sniffed at. No. You know, that's that's a very, very, very good Star Wars book. Yeah. You know what I also followed in here, though, is that um, it seems like book titles that have more words have a better chance of winning. Oh, really? Titles, yes. Because at this point, (laughs) we got Star Wars, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, which has nine words. And that one wins. And it was interesting that on the bottom one, we have two books that have eight words each. And they face each other. So... The final face-off is a word, a book with nine words versus a book with eight words. So, you know, (laughs) it seems like long titles do really well. Tarkin, sorry, that's not long enough for Star Wars fans. You need a long, complicated one. But did you include episode three in the title of Revenge of the Sith? Yes, Star Wars okay. Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith versus okay. Star Wars: The High Republic: The Rising Storm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's just an, and I, I, you know, once I got to this point, so, I was able to like I can follow this so, a little bit easier than so. <laughs> so uh, tip to Star Wars authors: more words in your <laughs> more titles. words. More what, words of good. More Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. That's what's going to sell copies. Yes, exactly. All right, now we got this the finals, Trev. We had two books in here. You know you got it correct. So we got yeah. 100% in here. Light side versus dark. Light side one. Hold and... on, there, there was no dark side, surely. Exactly. No. This this was light side versus. Oh light no, side. rising storm. No, rising storm is dark side. Really? Mm-hmm. It's about the storm rising. It's about the Nihil. Well, I mean, the thing is, the, 
that that was an interesting category for me too because like the, obviously at the end of the day a lot of these books you want the jedi to win you want the good mm. guys to win but to me um if the book kind of like centers more on like all the bad thing you know all the dark side stuff even if at the end of the whole thing the light side wins i consider it more about the dark side and, so i mean it's and, like, I, that, and i can see that because yeah. like even Lunge... storm is a yeah miserable yeah read of a book right in the or best even, possible way and even like legends thrawn like yeah i mean at the end of the day luke wins but it's all very much more about the what the dark the dark okay. side at yeah. that point so that's how i'm like um how i sort of generally the, the general rules that i apply to see if it was dark dark side versus light side that's how i was doing it um but yeah the light side one Obviously, at this point, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, <laughs> because we had two pre-prequels facing each other, it has only a 50% chance of winning. So, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting fact in there. Um, and also the same for for uh, um, Legends versus Canon. So all I'm saying is, like, hey, definitely good good canon or good legends out there and good other eras because even at this point it just shows you that there the other is never it's rarely ever 100 percent. now I, I i totaled everything up as well so i besides each round um round getting its own stats then i looked at all the stats and then i also added all that up and then i have um the sort of the, the final takeaways from everything in here right <laughs> okay so what did we learn as we proceeded and how do we, how does everything average out so we had a total of um i think it's uh how many battles did we have we had a total whoa 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 whoa, whoa. we had 60 no we have we had a hundred a total of 126 battles in here okay okay now Era-wise, what do you think, uh, you know, after getting all these averages, do you still, what era do you think is does I, have I think the most likely High to Republic win? would have walked all over that particular percentage. And you are, hold on, let me see. You might need to clip this, so I'm just like... Yeah, it's fine. I, I have two numbers in here, and I'm trying to remember which one I was using. Okay, all right. I think I... Wait, what did I... Okay. Okay, no, so, all right, all right. So, um, era-wise, yes, you're correct. The pre-prequels have a, a higher chance of winning, apparently. So, that is, that's number one, followed by the prequels, then sequels, and finally original. Um, that's, that's, it's a nice... It's, it's kind of hard to hear. Yeah. Now, with your youth, kind of this whole thing with Legends Thrawn, if it's original or sequel that you and I are disagreeing with, that is actually the breaking sort of point in there. If if you move one to the other one, then it would um, you would get more. But 
um, that's sort of what's taking that one, um, doing that to that. Okay. For Legends versus Canon, what do you think is happening here? I mean, Canon wins, surely. Yeah. Canon wins, uh, not by much. It's still pretty even. So I think that at least voting-wise, it seems like, yeah, we have very close number of people that would read one versus the other. So I think that's I mean, probably not very surprising, but that's kind of another data point there. And then we have light versus dark. What do you think? <laughs> people like to read more about and based can you on, tell by my smile? smile I can see on your face. Dark side wins. Dark side wins. Hey, bad guys are just more fun to read about and watch stories of, man. Like, of course you want the good guys to win at the end, but it's just so, mo- so much more interesting to read about the bad guy. <laughs> this is what this is telling me. And, so. and how much did Dark Side win by? Uh, we got a fifty-three versus uh, sorry, um, fifty-three versus forty-seven. So also, super close. okay, yeah. Um, at, at least yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, a full-on dark side on. No, no, all the percentages are it, actually at the balance. end of the day are pretty balanced. I mean, when Legends and Canon, we're still talking about a fifty and forties, and then when it comes to the eras, yeah, the the pre prequels are in, in the sixties. And the original trilogies are in the 30s, but then the other two are 40s and 50s. So it's all very much kind of like leaning towards the middle anyway. So it's leaning towards balance regardless, which is what the Force wants. Um, unless you are a follower of the of the path and maybe you think that it should be free. <laughs> but that's, another, that's for another podcast. <laughs> um, finally, I mean, a big shout out here, obviously, to the then this... Um, this last battle that got a total of 1,564 votes. This is the light of the Jedi facing off against a rising storm. That is not the one that got the most votes. That one does go to Revenge of the Sith versus the Rising Storm with 1,731 votes. But still, I mean, we got over 1,500 votes at the end of this book madness, which I think is pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and it it's worth mentioning that the authors were well mm-hmm. in on this as well. You know, yeah. there was a lot of engagement. Yeah. And I had to hunt down the printing suite in the <laughs> Excel center when Oz on our team decided it was a great idea to present the authors with actual certificates of winning. Yeah. So he emailed them over. I had to find a printed suite and then I had to somehow find the authors. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we managed to present Kevin Scott as his runner up and Charles soul has ultimate winner of both of these events. And, you know, they, they were really, really happy to, just be a part of it it was yeah such a such a massive event that yeah you know we we shone some lights on some star wars books yeah That's no the bottom line and we should definitely i mean hopefully and people this got is, to have uh, their say yeah no and hopefully people we do continue to do this every year because 
like you said, I mean, we shine a light on some of these books that perhaps some people didn't know about. Um, something that Winston, that's like, hey, this is a, this is a good way to like select your next read. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, Kevin Scott, like, I mean, he, I think that's one of the big reasons also why um, Rising Storm versus Re- Revenge of the Sith got so many votes because he also tweeted about it. And he's like, this is so hard because one of it's his baby versus his favorite book ever or a favorite Star Wars book ever. And he tweeted that, and then people obviously were voting there too. So, um, but yeah, it was also you know seeing both of them with their uh, certificates or awards that you gave them to Trev, and then they tweeted their picture holding them up. It's like it's it was it was really cool, or tweeted or Instagram whatever they did. But yeah, no, it's been uh, it was a really cool thing, and hopefully our team of Utini will do it again next year because. Why not? <laughs> but I, I remember being when we originally did my run through, being yeah. so surprised at that end result. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I was taken aback that I yeah ended up picking those two High Republic books. Yeah, and then for that to actually be the end result. Yeah. Well, that's what's fun about a bracket like this, right? That you start out with so many books that there's just so many little things that can happen along the way that if you're only looking at, if you're looking at 64 books and you're like, well, which ones are, which is going to win the whole thing? Yeah. It's, it's hard to just go from there to the winner. Right. But then, cause yeah, I mean, just some of these things that are, were so hard to predict, but what you did manage to do, Trev, is that regardless of what didn't win, <laughs> you still managed to typically pick, most of the winners, right? So that helped you get all the way to the end. Because again, there <laughs> yeah. there were some books here that just you know that from the beginning you thought would do better, and then that kind of yeah. messed up yeah. some things along the way. But then you got to the point where it's because you were still always or usually picking winners, then you uh you you got all the way to the end, man. So. You deserve a certificate. I don't know. I'm not going to give one to you. Yeah. Um, no. no <laughs> but anyways, um, we've been at this for a long time now. This is probably one of the long episodes. <laughs> so, um, Trev, is there anything else you want to share or talk about before we at wrap up? Todd on Twitter. All right. <laughs> just, just I'm, I'm right just saving your, you some time. Your Twitter. All right. Well, People, listeners, thank you so much for staying with us this whole long episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, it was just good for, for us, I think, to catch up so that in the next episode that we record, <laughs> we can actually have more concrete segments. And, yeah, hopefully you had a good time. So if you haven't for some reason yet, of course, make sure to join a Discord. Um, check us out on, the, on our own channel right there. And talk to the people there. Talk to Trev. Talk to me. Go to Trev, uh, talk to Trev, Trev on Twitter, at Davey Todd. You can find me there, too. I am at DJoxy. And, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Trev. Thank you, Patreon members. Thank you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say radio out. There is no hatred, there is joy, there is no division, there is union, there is no apathy, there is passion, there is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code.
embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.